this is Nadia with Be The Boss Podcast. On our podcast, we talk about how to become your own boss physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. That's right. On Be The Boss Podcast, you can reach out with your questions and topics, and we'll talk about it. In other words, you reach, I teach. So make sure you write in and leave your comments below. You don't got to be the man. But you can always be the boss. Testing one, two, one, two. Microphone checkup, 24 electric. All right. Hey, everybody. How are we doing today, Tampa, Florida? This is your host, Deanna May, with the lovely co-host. Naughty Light. No, 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 Nadia. And <laughs> today we have an interesting episode. I want to give a disclosure. Well, I thought I was going to give a disclosure because I felt really tired today. I've been up since like 3 a.m. You know, I thought I had it in me, but I didn't. And Nadia introduced me to some bean juice. What do you call it? Coffee. Oh, you call it coffee. It's, it's bean <laughs> juice. All right. She gave me some bean juice and my energy is through the roof right now. So I'm feeling great. And I understand what everyone's been doing all this time. Yeah, he is hyped you, up. You guys have been cracked up and I've been competing with you guys. That is, <laughs> I, You guys had an advantage over me, but okay. Anyway, so Nanny Light, what is our episode about today? Today, we are going to be talking about how to plan for the future and how mm. we plan as entrepreneurs for our future. I like that. Okay. Uh, plan for the future. What does that mean to you? So for me, it means being prepared no matter what the circumstances are. I think as entrepreneurs, there's always ups and downs. There's mm-hmm. always failures. There's always loss of clients or loss of income or too many expenses or loss of employees. I mean, it's such an unstable environment and it's constantly changing that you have to prepare and you have to plan for every like possible scenario. And I mean, I do. I plan for not having enough to pay my employees or not having too much money at the end of the year. (laughs) Or I just plan for absolutely every scenario I can think of. And I think as an entrepreneur or as someone who wants to be an entrepreneur, just as anybody, you just have to prepare yourself for the future or you're going to encounter situations where you're going to be lost and you're going to be like, okay, what do I do now? And then you got to really like think on your feet and, you know, juggle a lot of things. But if you think of it and you plan ahead, you really escape that nuance of being lost. Okay. I like that. It kind of reminds me of a a long time ago in high school Mm -hmm. when I used to do a little freestyling. I was never good at it. But one time I said this dope line. Mm -hmm. I said, I'm like the schedule, I stay ahead of the game. Mm. Very simple, but it worked, right? It and it actually became something I follow in life. So for me, thinking ahead means more like, well, how do I apply it? I apply it by, I like to be, how do you say, I like to be comfortable in every situation. I truly believe in working smarter, not harder, right? So. How do I go about this? So in life, I follow a few simple rules, right? So for example, I always, let's say, hmm, how do I go through this? You go first. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. No, no, it's good. Um, when I was, so in Russia, we have a big thing about not planning for the future. So we have a lot of superstitions that I grew up with. Mm. For example, when my um, grandmother talks about, like, if you have a child or if you are wanting to buy a house or something, you never buy your furniture or your clothing ahead of time for the kid. 
right. because you're going to like run the risk of angering whatever, the gods, and then you're not going to have a kid. <laughs> the I don't gods. know. It's like superstitions. It's superstitions that I just grew up with, like never plan for a child, never buy things ahead of time. And I never believed that. I always believed like you want to be like beyond prepared for everything. So even though I'm not like a big believer of feeling comfortable, like I, I want to feel uncomfortable in any mm-hmm. entrepreneurial thing. Like if I feel comfortable, I, I fear that I'm doing something wrong. Like if I mm-hmm. fear, feel comfortable, I'm like, okay, I got to like get out of my comfort zone. I got to like start doing more to where I don't feel a comfort. Cause I, if I feel the comfort, I just feel like I don't need to do anything else. Like I'm, I'm good. Like I'm comfortable. Like I can just relax like at home. So, Good. You actually just sparked the idea I was trying to get to. So for me, I choose comfort over uncomfortability. But I do know being uncomfortable makes you grow. Now, I choose comfort because, once again, smarter, not harder. So I go with the mantra of it's not how much you make, it's how much you save. I try to focus more on the foundation of things. Because if I'm able to fix a situation with what I have available to my fingertips, then things always go smoothly for me. So in terms of um, not how much you make, but how much you save. An example is I went four to five years without a car. And people were like, why don't you have a car? I remember that. I always asked you that. Where's your car? <laughs> and I'm like, it's because I have a plan. And I knew I needed X amount of dollars to execute this plan. My plan was to buy my first property. And actually, me and my girlfriend bought our first property. All right. And with the car was just literally, a car can be an asset. But in my scenario, it was an expense because I work from home. I was teaching, I was uh, recording people for music and, you know, doing mixing and mastering. I was working on my stock portfolio. I was constantly just working remotely. So having a car was just a bill I didn't need. So I purposely avoided getting a car, though I could always afford it. Easily, I could have, I could have afforded a car. <laughs> so I, went, I waited four years. I bought my first property. We put, well, sorry, we bought our first property. Me and my girlfriend, we put a tenant in there and we made passive income off that. And from there, then I was like, okay, I got to be a real estate agent. Now I'm going to get a car because now the car will actually make me money and Mm -hmm. it makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so how did I do that? So when I say like I focus more on the foundations or things that I control, that I can control, I was, I kind of do my finances in like buckets. So one thing that I like to do is automate everything, right? Mm -hmm. So literally every month without fail, a robot, like an app that I have, takes money from me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's theft <laughs> literally it, it, it robs me blind every month and i have say for example acorn acorn every transaction that i do whether i'm depositing withdrawing paying something it takes it rounds up to a dollar it takes a dollar for me and i'm crazy so i put on a multiplier so it times whatever it takes times three so literally oh my gosh. i am left with no money at the end of every month and that's what i live off of and for Go wait, ahead. okay, wait, specify for people who are just tuning in and who might not be specific to finances mm. or saving or investing. What is Acorn and what is it doing? Oh, Why wow. is it taking all your money? What okay. is it doing with your money? Acorn is one of many apps. I'm not getting sponsored by Acorn, but I'm just saying <laughs> if you hear this podcast, and now is a good time. But so Acorn is one of many apps that allows it just basically it's like a roundup app it mm-hmm. just takes whatever you spend rounds it up to the next dollar mm-hmm. then invests it in a stock portfolio mm-hmm. and or is it called a mutual fund what is it called i think it's a mutual a fund. mutual fund so it invests in a mutual fund and you pick an algorithm do you mm-hmm. want it to be more aggressive more moderate xyz and mm-hmm. there's different ways and you can also have like a 
reoccurring deposit, which mm -hmm. I have on that as well. Okay. And it's something that's happening passively. Like, you can check your account and be terrified that, like, yo, this thing is robbing me, but <laughs> you, <laughs> you still have all your money. And you actually end up making interest on that money so or profit on that money. So that's what Acorn is. Okay. Now, I use Acorn. Acorn probably takes, I don't know, $100 from me a month or something, maybe more. I don't know, depending on how crazy I am. <laughs> It does what I don't know what it's taking. I don't really like to look at it, but every few months go by. I look at my Acorn account. I'm like, whoa, look at me. Made some money. Hey, you know what I mean? That's what I'm talking about. And that's just one of them. And say, for example, stocks. Mm -hmm. Every month reoccurring, I have an auto deposit into my stock portfolio. Okay. And that just forces me to constantly put something aside. Okay. And just think long term. And every wealthy person has a stock portfolio. It's just something you should do if you want to start building wealth. So my stock portfolio is lit. All right. <laughs> it's lit. It is guys, lit. lit. Well, okay. So I know this is a little off topic, but how, uh, if you were someone who's giving advice to a younger person, how would you say, like, for you to start a stock portfolio? Or how should they approach it if they don't know how to do it? Or if they're young entrepreneurs and they started a business, how do they make, you know, that extra effort to invest? That and, initial investment? Yep. How did it get started? Yeah. Okay. It's scary. I think it's scary, like putting your money. If you're just starting out, putting your money into like dreams, basically, right? I agree. Um, well, we live in a very interesting time. It is 2020 as of right now. Um, we have access to something called YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> so YouTube has literally taught me every financial move that I know. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so I look at. How do other people who have been in the stock market investing for years, decades, mm -hmm. how, what are they doing and mm -hmm. why? And then I find counter arguments. And I just pretty much do my own research based on what they're saying. And then you can actually just look at the history of the stock itself. So if you look at a stock of the day and you're like, oh, my God, it's down. I don't want this. Look at it for the week. Look at it for three months. Look at it for the year. Is it actually up a few percentage points or is it actually down? And that's kind of how, like, you just start to learn to make the right decisions because you want to think more long-term with stock, not short-term. Okay. Unless you're a day trader, which I am not. <laughs> I, I know work. they're crazy. They're crazy. They love. I do day trade sometimes, though, but that's no, not. No, no. That's like an adrenaline thing. You need, like, like multiple monitors. You need, like, that's like a full-time job. Yeah, you, you so. need heart pills and you, you, <sighs> you need a doctor on call. You need to be prepared. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a bit of a roller coaster ride. So No, I love it. I think that's an excellent um approach to young entrepreneurs to not be afraid to invest their first to stock portfolio and to acorn if they are scared because i think a lot of entrepreneurs just don't know how to prepare for that or don't know how to even think about that because they're thinking of the now they're thinking of right right i have a business i have to put all my stuff in this but but most people right now how do you spend your money we, we live in a very how do you say instant gratification type society yes, and culture we do. We have access to a lot of things. If you're hungry, you can order a pizza right now. Pizzas are expensive. <laughs> you might not think it's expensive, but it's 20 bucks. Who right? Knew, right? If you put 20 bucks into a stock, it's it's so much more worth it than the pizza that's going to be gone in 24 hours. And you're probably going to be more sluggish. You're going to want to sleep more. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take away from you. It costs more than you think. So that's why I automate all of my money. I get robbed blindly by robots every, every month. And I also pay myself. People don't realize that. They go to jobs and they get a paycheck and they think, oh, I got paid. I'm like, no, you didn't. You need to pay yourself. <laughs> you receive the funds. Now you need to delegate it to your mm -hmm. pocket. Mm -hmm. So I pay myself with every check I get. I put like 100 to 250, two, sorry, 200 to 250 away into a 
separate account and it's gone. Mm-hmm. I can never reach it. It's gone. I'm I'm literally broke. I can't go out. I can't go shopping. <laughs> and since I lived without a car for so long, I'm actually okay with spending time alone and just working on my own things. Adult life, guys. It's all, <laughs> it's all entrepreneurship is all about staying home and putting your money in stocks and savings. It really is. Now, what does all that have to do with future thinking? So because I was an advent saver, I was constantly saving. And there's more to it. So I... So I'm in a relationship, we're a team, and I praise this all the time, that, hey, we are business partners. No matter what happens in our lives, we have a family, we hate each other, we are business partners. And we both agree on that mindset, like, we're going to do this as a partnership, Mm -hmm. because group economics is important. You want to have, group economics gets you ahead. If you're not born into money, if you're not wealthy, use your circle. (laughs) Your circle is your biggest asset. Like, you want to see your circle winning. So... Me and my business partner, and I also have a roommate. So, and why, do, why would I have a roommate? I'm 32 years old, by the way. Why would I have a roommate? The reason I have a roommate is because I don't want to pay full price in this luxury apartment that I live in. Hey, they call it luxury. I think it's whatever, but <laughs> it is, it, right, it's a little bit nice. But I'm paying like $700 a month. Mm-hmm. That's my rent. And if you came to my house, you'd be like, no way. I'm like, yeah, because it's, it's split up three ways. Mm-hmm. And everyone can afford that. So I'm working together because I'm trying to save as much money as possible because I'm trying to prepare for the future. Mm-hmm. So when I want to invest, when I want to start a new business venture, I have access to funding, not from a bank, but from my own pockets. Because I've lived in a way, or I've lived as such, to where I'm always putting money away, I'm always spending very little, mm-hmm. and I'm always working together in a collaborative. I like it. And that's how you get ahead. You work smarter, not harder. And I can relax. Yeah. Imagine I mean, doing that all a- alone. That's hard. Good luck. But, okay, so I know there's there might be a few people out there who's going to say, well... Why are you spending that money on renting? Why don't you just buy a property? What? How do you? I know you have investment properties. How do you manage the investment properties versus buying your own place and then renting it to your roommates or um, your business partner? Um, or just why would you choose to rent over buying? I think that's a good question. So that's a good question, actually. So people. So. I can live in the house that I bought Mm -hmm. and pay the mortgage, Mm -hmm. which would be X amount of dollars. But by paying that amount, I would not have a pool, a sauna, a hot tub, a gym. There's a bunch of things I wouldn't get. (laughs) I wouldn't have, like, this view that's, like, on the fourth floor. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. versus having a tenant pay that Mm -hmm. and extra. So Mm -hmm. I actually make money for my tenant. Mm -hmm. I make, like, what, four to 500 bucks a month for no reason. And I don't touch that money. I just leave it in a separate account once again. Let me, in fact, let me, let me take a second to talk about that. Buckets. I treat all of my finances with buckets. All right? I have a bucket for my music. When I want to do my music, every time I record someone, which is a great side hustle, you should learn how to, like, make music or DJ or something because it's, it's infinite money. Like, just I charge $50 an hour. It's the easiest job in the world. I love music. <laughs> I can do that forever. Right? So any money I make with my studio money, since I already have a job that feeds and supplies all the things I need in life, I keep that money in a bucket for studio fares. So if I need to upgrade my studio, I need to buy new equipment, I use that money. Okay. Money for the housing, when I get extra money for my tenant. I put that aside because eventually I got to upgrade the kitchen. I got to mm-hmm. buy new appliances. Mm-hmm. So that pays for itself. Mm-hmm. So I never need to worry about anything because I literally automate all of my money. And I have the understanding that I make enough money to live so I don't need to touch other money. If I want to get something for myself, I'll just work and get it. But I'm not going to dip into my other accounts and then, like, spoil myself. <laughs> <laughs> I never do that. <laughs> well, 
I, I love that because it brings up a good point. Right now, you see, and as young entrepreneurs, I know I have friends who are just starting their businesses. They see all these frivolous lifestyles, all these like entrepreneurs that are tech startups or something, and they became rich overnight or they worked to get rich, and now they're on jets and on uh, trips and on mm. Cabo Wabo and in Mexico and in LA. Cabo Wabo, I think, is in Mexico. But they're just constantly traveling. They're constantly spending money. And I think there's a pressure for entrepreneurs that when they start earning money, they just need to spend it. And if you're not spending it, if you're not showcasing your lifestyle, mm-hmm. you're not, and I just did like air quotes, <laughs> if you're not showcasing your lifestyle, are you really, you know, successful? Are you really an entrepreneur? And I think that's a big hurdle for entrepreneurs. And I think that's a big fear. And I see, yeah, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? So for me, that is a double-edged sword, right? So on one hand, if you do showcase your lifestyle or that you're living a lifestyle, you are branding yourself. So you're, you are attracting a audience or a kind of a demand for like what you do. So people want to be around someone who has things going on. Mm-hmm. If you're going on trips, you're going on jets. People will approach you differently. It's just branding for your personal brand. You know what I mean? Yeah. But on the other hand, you want to live within your means. So I get everything on discount. <laughs> I'm not wealthy yet. I, 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 I'm a frugal spender. So there's no reason for me to just come out of pocket three grand and go do something. I'll wait for Black Friday or Cyber Monday, and then I'll get what I need, or I'll take that trip when it's necessary. But you just got to be smart. You want to work smarter, not harder. You don't want to spend... If you can't buy it twice, you can't afford it. Actually, it should be three times. If you can't buy it three times, you can't afford it. That's literally how you should live life. But that's really impossible. Given, given all the competition and, like, seeing everyone living, like, their best life. And you're just trying to, like, get by and be happy. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, you don't, I don't fall for that. Because at the end of the day, like, I know I, if I really wanted to go to Cabo or where I can go right now. If I could probably pay off my car right now if I wanted to. But I would never do that because never... Put your money into a car. That's insane. <laughs> if your car's not making you money, a car is a terrible investment. All right? So <laughs> you It's not an investment. It's, it's it, a depreciating it's, right, asset. It's literally a depreciating asset. Unless you're like a realtor where you need to drive people places and you need to look a certain way, fine. Because that's a, you're going to make a return on that investment. But if you're just, you know what I mean? Like buy the car that gets you to point A to point B and that's it. You don't need to showcase a nice car. And don't <laughs> drop 20 grand on a car. That's. Uh, I mean, you're saying that right now. But like in my head, I'm like, oh, shit. Once I got that extra cash spending, I'm going to get myself a Lambo. I, I don't care what MVP says. It ain't tricking if you got it. If you got it, you got it. But if you don't that's, got it, don't act like you got it. You know what I mean? Very true. I completely agree. With I think you should, if you are starting out and if you do get a lump sum or you get funding, always make sure you've prepared and you've thought about the future and you've done the buckets or you've done whatever way you will do of saving Mm. and you've just prepared for the future scenarios and then whatever money you do have or whatever money you paid yourself that should be your fun spending money like right with that spend on a lambo or spend on frivolous things that you just want or luxury things but don't spend money on things that are frivolous or extra if you don't know how to pay your employees next month or if you are stressed about where you're living or you're stressed about going bankrupt. I mean, there's just so many things that you have to think about as an entrepreneur. And if you don't and you end up in just like that stressful situation, it's it's hard. It's hard to get out of it. It's hard to just not end up with a lot of gray hairs. <laughs> and also <laughs> what you need to realize as an entrepreneur, and even if, even if you're not an entrepreneur, you are your company. 
you are the company. <laughs> you manage the finances. So you can't be living a lavish lifestyle if because you would literally bankrupt your company. So if mm-hmm. you are paying off the trip that you went on two years ago, that's mismanagement <laughs> of funds. You don't want to run your company. Don't do that. You don't want to run your life that way. You want to be ahead of everything. If you're going to go on a trip, pay a bucket that's dedicated to the trip. Mm-hmm. And when that bucket reaches the amount necessary for the trip, then you go on a trip. Very Otherwise, you ain't going on a trip, homie. All right? <laughs> the trip is not for you, all right? Yeah, we, I, I feel like we see a lot of this um, just luxury lifestyles and the and everybody calls themselves entrepreneurs. And I feel like it really, um, and I think you mentioned this earlier today, it showcases like the imbalance in their mm. lives. It's either work all day or party all night. And entrepreneurs don't showcase a lot of times their family life or their like, you know, their personal aspect. Yeah. And that can be very confusing for young entrepreneurs or people just entering business or even people thinking about becoming an entrepreneur. I feel like it's a lot of pressure. I think it's a lot of pressure to be an entrepreneur and to be a startup mm-hmm. that is just, it can be hard to balance. The balancing act is so important. And I'm going to take it a step further. So I'm going to uh, expand on the idea that you are the company. Therefore, you are... Literally, so people always always overlook their health. Mm-hmm. Oh, true. Listen, you are the company. You are the vehicle in which brings in the funds and mm-hmm. the profits and all of that. So you need to make sure you're running well. You need to spend time on yourself. Meditate. Uh, eat some vegetables. <laughs> people just don't eat vegetables. I don't Do yoga. That. Do yoga. Drink water. Get sunlight. Sunlight. Vitamin D. Wasn't it like 80% of Americans are not are like vitamin D deficient? Because take some vitamins for vitamin D. Take I'm some telling you guys. Just Drink some orange some juice that has vitamin D organic. in it. Or just literally go outside for 30 minutes for an hour. Go for a walk. Read. Your body will thank you. Your body will... You need circulation. You need sunlight. You're literally a plant. All right? You need water, air, and sunlight. That's you all do. you need. <laughs> I think reading has really gone away. Yes. I think that's so Invest important. in your mind. Invest in your... I mean, I feel like everything... If you don't... Use it, you're going to lose it. So brain and creativity and reading, and that's just a part of just our function that we need to expand and grow and nourish. I mean, I know people who don't read, who say they don't need to read books, and it blows my mind. I actually don't read a lot, but I'm always watching instructional videos and educational videos and podcasts. I just audiobook everything, basically. Okay. I'm a different way. My mom taught me that... If you don't read it, you don't learn it. Mm. So I read, I when I was younger, I would read everything in Russian English to kind of expand my language in mm. Russian because I didn't really speak it other than to my mom. So I would, I literally, if you come to my house, I have a library of Russian books and I have a library of English books and they all match almost. <laughs> so I think it's so important to read because, and I don't even mean books, I mean like articles or news or trends or anything that gets your mind thinking and growing and getting to the next level to where you're not just, you know, stuck in your old ways or you don't just, let, right. Don't yeah. be a routine. Don't be a routine. That's going to like have a routine. Don't, but don't be a routine. <laughs> My favorite rapper of all times, Lauren Hill. She said a, a very famous quote. She says, if it's not growing, it's dead. Pass. All right. If you are in a cycle, a cycle with no variables, it's just that you go to work, you come home, you go to work, you come home, watch Netflix, go to sleep, go to work. You do this every day, year on out, three, six, five, whatever. You are literally going to start losing faculties. You got to do something that challenges your mind, that challenges your experience, that challenges your 
your boundaries. All right, mm-hmm. you got to keep growing as a person or as a company. Mm-hmm. You want to expand your company. You are the company. All right, so keep your mind going. Like learn new ideas, try out new things, do hobbies, yeah. try uh, origami, anything. painting, painting. You, you are your own boss. So you are a boss. If you have a nine to five, if you're on your own boss, whatever you're doing in life, you are your own boss. Literally. You should always see yourself as a company, whether you're doing nine to five or exactly. entrepreneurship. You are literally the boss of your life. Oh, I think that's that's the most important point we're trying to make in this podcast. And no matter what you're doing in life, you are a boss. And live it that way. Run it that way. Run your life like a business. Like And understand what the business is. It's mind, exactly. body, and whatever other thing Soul. you want to define yourself. Spirituality. I, and spirituality. Mental, <laughs> Whatever that means to you. It's your mentality too, being stable mentally and being able to, you know, understand your emotions and speak to them and nurture them. Emotional maturity. Balance in all aspects of life is an incredibly good asset. Like I practice balance. People think I'm always calm and chill. It's because I am. <laughs> I'm <laughs> always relaxed. Right? <laughs> I'm never flustered. I'm never upset. I'm just always chill bill. And People like that. They like the neutral energy I bring around because I take time to process all the things that's going on in my life. Mm-hmm. And like I said, smarter, not harder. You like being uncomfortable? I extremely value comfortability. I think if you're going to live life, you should live life in such a way that you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So I try to make life easier for everyone around me. So on the topic of like, I know I talked about group economics for a little bit. I want to say the importance of group economics. So we have plenty of friends and peers that we communicate with. And for some reason, maybe because of capitalism, we have this competition with our peers. Like we often try to outdo them or we'll get jealous of their successes or mm-hmm. we'll feel or insecure about their successes. Here's the thing. You want your circle to do well. <laughs> the better your circle does, the better you do. Think Ooh, about this. Love that. Right. Boom. Socrates says you're literally only <laughs> as happy as your neighbor is. Yep. People think, oh, I'm good. I'm like, is your neighbor good? Because... If he gets hungry and he can't afford to put food on the table, guess who he's coming after? You're literally as happy as your neighbor. We're literally a village. There is no real disconnect between species or people, all right? So we need to understand that your circle is very important because ask yourself this. If you needed to borrow $5,000 to buy a property or start a business, do you have, can you go to your friends and ask them for five grand? If not, we got to look at your circle, guys. Come on. Well, if not, start empowering your circle. If they start up a business, buy their product. Post their, post their oh, advertisement. I like, got goosebumps. Listen, yes. your circle, you want to upbring your circle as much as possible because mm-hmm. if you ever need something, they have your back versus a bank who, who's going to bankrupt you. Literally, it's, <laughs> in, the, in, the it's in the name, bankruptcy. <laughs> they will take all your money and all your assets without a heartbeat. That's but your lovely. friend. So I always tell people you have a credit score that's your FICO score, but the real credit score that matters is your social credit. When people let you owe money, pay them back. <laughs> oh. Don't owe your friends money. You just you're gonna have a, a I don't want to curse. You're gonna have a bad credit score with your friends. You're gonna have a bad bad guys. You're gonna be alone. You will never be able to have access to funds that you can borrow at a lower interest rate. I guess because yeah. my friends don't even charge me money if I ask for money. You know what I mean? I can yeah. literally ask my friends for five grand. Be, I got a text, sent it, and I always give it back to them with money extra. So something you bring up such a good point. Surround yourself with people who are either driven or are trying to be Attach. driven. Why does your laptop talk? Because it loves me and okay. it wants to let me know that <laughs> like things Dex's that are laboratory. happening. <laughs> yeah. um, I think it's so important to surround yourself with people who are growing or who are successful. 
just like Socrates, you are only as smart as the dumbest person in your group. I think that's the way it goes. Oh, wait. He didn't say that, but that's great. Did yeah. he say that? I don't think so. Well, today he did. Like, today he did. Today he did. But it's like, <laughs> like that. You have, if you're surrounded by successful, smart people, you're going to, if you're not yet at that pers- point in life, you're going to eventually get to that point. If not, surpass them. But if you're surrounded by people who are not going anywhere in life, don't have drive, aren't doing anything other than hanging out or, I don't know, partying, you're going to be stuck at that level unless you make a conscious choice to get out of it. If you don't make that conscious effort to find people and surround yourself with success and people who think of long-term goals and who value relationships, it's... You're not going to go far. You're going to be stuck at that same level that your surroundings are. And something that I just like of experience, if you can't find those people, just don't surround yourself with anybody. It's better to be alone and to reach that point where you can surround yourself with people who are investing, people who are business owners, and people who are at the next level than just to surround yourself with anybody. And also, they don't have to be real physical people. So for a long time, I was hanging out with people on YouTube. They don't know I was watching their channel, but that was who I was talking to. I wasn't talking to, but that's who I was listening to every day. And that was my circle for a long time because I didn't have a car. So I was just constantly learning from, like, brilliant people on what to do next. Love it. And that was my circle. That's perfect. And birds of a feather flock together, right? So if you find yourself flocking together with people who aren't motivated— Number one, motivate them. See if they have the potential or they even have the mm. desire to get better. And if they don't, then you should be turned off by that. You should really be like, you know what? I don't have anything to gain here. Like, because exactly. it's not where I'm trying to go with things. Yeah, I love that. Something I judge when I hang out with someone or if I find new friends or a new group, I always, whenever I'm hanging out, I'm never rude or anything, but I always think in my conscious mind, like, what are we talking about right now? Are we talking about, I don't know drugs or partying or trips or yeah <laughs> or are we talking about business ideas are we mm. talking about investing are we talking about the stock market like i just think about what are we talking about and i consciously analyze it like is this something i want in my life mm-hmm. am i trying is are these the people that are going to teach me something i'm gonna be able to teach them something or are we gonna get to the next level or is this someone who's gonna downgrade me into doing vices that i know i have and i don't want to have like are these people that are going to be partying every weekend and gonna not talk to me if i don't party with them Mm. right so you always want to judge the room and i don't mean like standing up and walking out and be like i'm never talking to you guys again but uh, I like to have buckets of friends. Like, I have my friends that I party with. I have my friends that I talk business with or investing mm-hmm. with. So that's a good way to set boundaries and to also have a fulfilling circle. Mm-hmm. Because the same people you talk investment portfolios with and are your mentors are not the same people you, you can go to a club and dance with, right? So I mean, Unless you're lucky. Hey, unless you're lucky, right? And then you got the best of both worlds. But having different circles of friends right. is always is also really healthy because you have a balance then in life. And then you never feel the need to find more friends. <laughs> I don't know. And, Maybe that's just me. And if you are going to have friends that are strictly, you know, a good time, there's a way to do that responsibly. So yes. with my automated lifestyle to where I get robbed <laughs> blindly by robots, right now I got robbed. I'm finished. Every day I get robbed, all right? <laughs> so if you live a lifestyle like me to where your money and your team's money, I put everyone on my team on Acorn, on the stock market, 
I put my mom money, my sisters, my girlfriend, everyone is invested in stocks. Everyone has a stock portfolio, all right? And because they live that way, if you do go out and have a drink, it's literally with the money you have left. So you, <laughs> you, That's it. you have a limit. Cut off. Like, how many drinks can I afford tonight? It looks like it's going to be a short night. You know Because right. I mean? <laughs> you, don't, you don't buy drinks on credit. Trust me. You, you only spend, I always pay every credit card bill in full. I never pay interest on anything. I am that cheap. He, right. he is very financially prepared. I am extremely like, financially Honestly, frugal. I can't I can't say the same. I'll spend some money on a credit card. You live. <laughs> but live. you work hard. You work hard for your money. Right? So I, I work smart with my money. I, I am extremely strategic with my money. And so because I'm like that, when I do go out, whatever's in my account, I know I can have a good time because the savings are already done. It's literally automated. It's <laughs> already done. I already paid myself. I already nice. have a bucket for this, a bucket for that. This is it's always more to grow. I love it. Yeah. Well, and that makes it stress free, and that makes you comfortability. I'm prepared. telling you, that's it's, my that's my model. See, I don't know. I can't do that. If I'm comfortable, I get nervous. Like may, maybe it's just the way I've been raised, and that when I was younger, we moved a lot and we traveled a lot and we just did a lot of things. But if I feel comfortable, I don't like it. Like I like the feeling of comfortability in the sense of like household and um, like food and stuff, mm-hmm. right? You know, I like that feeling of comfort. But comfortability in business, I don't like. Like if I'm comfortable, like I'm on to the next thing. As soon as it's comfortable in business, I gotta do a new so project. For you, your drive, if comfortability is a like a red flag for you, it is. So yep. for me, if I'm uncomfortable. I immediately strategize a way to get comfortable. So it pushes me forward in that way. So I always have a new idea of something I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, I literally got my, what is it, my annual resale certificate because I'm doing something else now, mm-hmm. like job number a six. New, a new side project. I know. You told me. You, yesterday, you was talking to me about yeah. I'm like, yo, I can't talk right now. I'm busy doing. So, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to start that soon. And so by doing that, I immediately make myself uncomfortable because mm-hmm. it's a new industry and mm-hmm. I don't know how to really, how it works exactly. Mm-hmm. But because I love comfortability, I'm going to work twice as hard so I can be comfortable. Mm -hmm. Remember when I said I'm very lazy? Mm -hmm. I am lazy in the most (laughs) efficient way possible, all right? I want to be a duck in the pond. So whenever I notice this tides, I I weather the storm to make it right. I just literally go right back to the fall. I'm like, I don't want to live life this way. So that's how I get motivated, to get back to comfortability. And then I... Mess it up again. <laughs> so we're doing the same things, but just the opposite, opposite mindset. right? It's as soon as hilarious. I'm comfortable, I need to do a new project. I need to I'll constantly be learning how to swim all mm. over again, or I feel like I'm wasting time. If I'm not learning how to swim in a new, like, dark river or dark pond or sea, I feel like I'm losing out. And as soon as I'm, con- like, the struggle is happening of, you know, a new project or a new something I'm doing, I feel in my comfort zone. Like, I'm like, yeah, this is good. We're literally two sides of the same coin. Yeah. That's why we do well together. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I so, love it. Now, we mentioned, I'm, well, we mentioned a lot of things, right? We mentioned the circle, group economics, strategizing, working smarter, not harder. What does all that have to do with future thinking? If, if I may. Yeah? Of course. So for me, this... I focus more on my foundations because maybe I have trust issues. I don't know. But the more <laughs> control I have over my own destiny, and t- so if I plan out my foundations right, if I know I'm always saving, I'm always projecting or trending upwards financially in terms of security, in terms of lifestyle, I am in, always in position to make or to, to fix any obstacles in front of me. I'm like, well, this is going to take some more money. I'm like, well, I have it. <laughs> I have it, right? Because I've been saving for 87 years. So, <laughs> so 
That's how I future my future thinking works. I literally try to keep things in my hand, in my yard, and I also keep it in my my circle. I bring my circle up and like all these things allow me to plan for the future comfortably because I want to make sure I have options. Just like you, you plan for every possible obstacle. I just try to prevent them all by being in a position to where I can tackle them all. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why I'm always calm. <laughs> you know what? That's prepared, literally. Guys. I am He's always in balance because I'm I'm prepared. I did the practice. I did the work. You know what I mean? And, and people don't see that. They they really don't know how I make money. They don't know how much money I have. They're always looking at me like, "How's he always doing that?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Just ask me. I'll tell you." <laughs> but no one ever asks the question, so they just they're never scared. Know. They're scared of the truth. I don't, I don't, maybe I'm intimidating. I don't know. Maybe because I'm just quiet. Maybe. Um, if you ask me, hey, if you ever need advice on anything, I will tell you right away. I have no problem. Because as far as I'm concerned, you're my neighbor, and I want you to do just as well as me. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. Like a good neighbor? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's awesome. I think that as entrepreneurs, we we dived into uncertainty, right? Oh, yeah. From, from the moment we decided to start our own business or do our own thing or not do a nine-to-five, we are automatically labeled by society as uncertain. We don't know what our future is. Uncertainty is scary. It is scary. But being, planning for the future, thinking about it. And I'm a big believer in like vision boards and strategizing in my mind of what I want to accomplish. And I've done this from when I was 16, right? I visualized my first uh, home. I visualized my job. I visualized my company. Like I visualize all these things and I make sure I do it in phases to where I know it, I can achieve it. And no joke, my house today looks exactly like I visualized it like two or three years ago. Like I've seen it. <laughs> built to the T. And I'm 100% certain that my next house is going to be visualized exactly to what I want it to be just because of the way I believe in the visualization, the planning, and not being afraid to do that and not being afraid to, you know, just plan, just do it. Like, mm-hmm. uh, things can happen. You can manifest Everything. The reality. Like our thoughts, and this goes into physics, right? Our thoughts are waves and everything goes into the universe and everything comes back like equal reactions. I'm not a physicist. I don't know, but I know the concept. (laughs) Well, I can give a quick explanation of how this might work. Okay. If we know the universe works on some principles, right? Mm -hmm. The laws of physics. Mm -hmm. Nothing can be created or destroyed. Mm -hmm. Everything moves from one uh, state of energy into another. another. Mm -hmm. So literally everything that's ever been, it's all that ever will be, and it's all here. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you can conclude that we live in an equation. Mm -hmm. If you add something here, you have to take it from there. And Mm -hmm. if you take it from there, you have to add it from there. So it's literally an equation. Therefore, everything you do matters or has an an equal and opposite reaction or effect in the world. So whatever you're thinking... Is attracting or creating a reaction of the equal and opposite. Yep. You attract so, what you think. Literally. So what are you thinking about today? <laughs> <laughs> think it, about that. It matters. It really does. If you are negative towards yourself or your business or your goals, if you say things like, oh, I can't do that or I can't accomplish it, that word I can't is like detrimental to everything you're trying to build. Whether you think you can or you can't, you're you always can. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> the man who thinks he can and the man who thinks he can't, they're both right. Yep. The only difference is their mindset. I really, I truly believe that. And I've spoken to so many um, successful business owners, mm-hmm. and all of them tell me the same thing. Like, I, I have a good uh, client who's a good friend, and she said, the house that I'm in now, which is like a multi-million dollar man- mansion, it's 
beautiful. She like, fuck it. it is beautiful. Like, it's in a, it's gorgeous. And she said, like, I looked at my vision board from a few years ago. The house looks exactly like my house does. And she's like, I didn't even connect the two until I, like, started connecting. And I'm like, that's amazing. And I've heard these stories so many times before. Like, you are what you think, and you manifest exactly what you think and what you plan. And if you don't plan, you're just living in a certain world. I mean, anything can happen, guys. <laughs> it's not good. So energy matters. If you are the company, your currency would be your energy or your focus or your attention. Wherever you put your attention, wherever, how's it go? Wherever your focus goes, energy grows. Wait. I don't know that saying. There's a saying. So wherever you put your attention, that's what you're feeding into. That's what you're buying into. That is your investment. So every day you have a vote. I look at it like this way. This is what gets me to work out. Every day I have a vote for the person that I want to be. I like that. So how do I cast that vote? If I work out, that's me voting for someone who's in shape. Mm-hmm. If I eat pizza, eat pizza, that's me <laughs> casting a vote for someone that likes pizza. Like so, I'm constantly voting for the person I want to be. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing is, I always win the election. <laughs> that's crazy, right? So love it. I think we're 40 minutes in. We, right. We're giving you guys so much gold. All right, we got we to wrap this. It's, it's, it's the bean juice, man. Whatever she put me on, the bean juice is working. Dude, the coffee, it always gets I'm you. I'm calling it you that. Gets. It's bean juice. <laughs> I'm going to call it coffee like normal people, but it always gets you. Bean tape. Bean tape. <laughs> no, so. but... I, I feel like if we can give you guys anything from this podcast, and I've been pretty long, but don't be afraid to plan and plan. However you do it, whether it's... Uh, creating your finances and buckets, planning your finances, planning for the worst case and best case scenario, or just planning your head, manifesting your future, having a vision board, having a clear path to what you want to achieve, do it. (laughs) Yes. And you are the company. Remember that. Remember to work on your circle, uh, practice guru economics, of course, Uh, work smarter, not harder, if you're like me, if you want to live more comfortably. And <laughs> you want to live on the edge. And I'm going to give you an African proverb to wrap it up. All right. If you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. Can I get an amen? Amen. Snap, 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 snap. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so with that being said, it's been good, y'all. Um, you want to sign us out? You, want me to get it? you go ahead. All right. Always remember, you don't got to be the man. But you can always be the boss. Boss, 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 boss. boss, boss. boss. <laughs>